show, Five Shark Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another Five Stripe Weekly episode, and it's an unfortunate and frustrating loss for the Five Stripes at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Uh, Yeah, 3-0 loss to the Colorado Rapids. Doesn't really tell the tale really fully. Uh, The scoreline, I think, definitely flatters the Rapids a bit. But, uh, yeah, because early on, yeah, you know, LA United, you know, in terms of possession in terms of a little bit more of the control they were definitely uh you know in terms of the better chances um Mm. you know la united looked better but it's also a little bit of how makeshift this lineup was george campbell had to come in for ozzy alonzo who uh with a kind of cardiologist uh kind of scan there is something to be worried about for Alonzo uh, mm-hmm. and we'll find out uh, the extent of that at a later time but George Campbell playing the defensive midfielder position and Alan Franco uh, coming in playing his first match of the season uh, yeah definitely there were some kind of inconsistencies for sure in the defense uh, looking a little, uh, a little suspect at times. Uh, you know, kind of. I think uh, something that you can expect. I feel like when uh, not only you're on the road, uh, maybe wintry conditions in a sense. Maybe not uh, the the snow that we were expecting, but uh, yeah, definitely some sort of factors that uh, essentially make it a very inexperienced lineup on the road. But, um, yeah, what are some takeaways for you, Mark, uh, from this match that, uh, you know, maybe there aren't many takeaways. Maybe we just we just wash our memory from this this match. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, going in chronological order, seeing the, the lineup, it was like, yeah, you, as you mentioned, George Campbell at defensive mid, uh, Brooks Lennon at winger, because I definitely noticed uh, Hernandez. And, and obviously, they, they don't show you the formation anymore, but from the time you see Hernandez and Lennon in there, then you kind of figure, you know, what, what you're going to see. So, uh, yeah, it's... I mean, the Alonso thing is worrying, right? And the most important thing is that it's his health, his personal health. Um, you know, and not just for soccer, but for life in general. So, um, you know, when the cardiologist is brought in, you know, that's, you know. It's very serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's serious. It's serious. I mean, like, it's something that I'm sure uh, maybe not we've experienced in our personal lives, but we know people who have. And so, you know, it's just... So, um, but yeah, I mean, like finding out that news like hours before kickoff, definitely not ideal because uh, in essence, he's our only available defensive midfielder right now, p- true defensive midfielder. So, um, and uh, versus a team that likes to play directly like Colorado does, I mean, you know, that's pretty much how they scored. I think the third goal, you know, it's late after uh, after we're down to 10 men. And so that's kind of a wash, but the first two, um, yeah, pretty direct. Uh, I think 
Franco did not have his best day. Uh, as you mentioned, it was his first game of the season. And, um, you know, hopefully that's his, that's like, he just needs to get this thinker out, you know, out of his system and he'll be good next week because we will need him. Uh, <laughs> but, because, um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. that. There's like, uh, in terms of, uh, being culpable uh i mean for that first goal it's yeah uh definitely yeah he doesn't yeah I mean, he pretty much gets manhandled by diego rubio um and you know it's kind of against the run of play um and i mean it's like a pretty good cross but i mean it's something that he should have dealt with um how do, and- how do you let your man stand on side uh yeah. goal side like that right. is yeah, that's that's really poor center back play. Yeah, and uh, essentially, yeah, I mean, he's leaning all over him in a sense of like he's got his hand on him in terms of uh, on Alan Franco, but uh, you know he's got to do better. I feel like uh, yeah. and th- that's uh, something that you know I think he can, but uh, it's also uh, I mean the the second one uh, in midfield, it's there's like just you know. No one's really tracking runners, uh, and then Alan Franco lets his man run in behind, as well as yeah, Miles Robinson. Uh, you know, not his best match either. Uh, you know, early uh, early card from Robinson, and then you know, of course, he gets sent off on uh, yeah, like that one. Yeah, very much like, did he have to foul him? It's right. A, it's a it's a smart foul in a sense if it was his first foul, but when you're mm-hmm. on a yellow, at that point, I mean, I think you know, kind of kind of just let it happen. And um, yeah, it's also pretty late. I mean, like I don't, yeah. you know, obviously you don't want the place of adopting attitude of giving up results, but you're down two yeah. nil past the 80th minute. You gotta you gotta be a little bit smarter than that, right? And I think it's also like Robinson has that. Uh, that speed to be able to, uh, you know, eventually track him down. So it's mm-hmm. it's odd, like you know, it's odd to see Miles Robinson get one yellow, but let alone two yellows. It's right. like uh, you know, he did his his best LGP impression. I feel like in right. this match. And the ref, I mean, was fair in terms of the yellow cards. Both teams got four yellows each. I mean, Miles obviously got two of the yellows, but yeah, I mean, you definitely. Know, so. de- Definitely a strange one, uh, for sure, in terms of all in all. Just, like, uh, something that uh, we write off a good bit. But it's also what's fascinating about this match is that, uh, yeah, you know, like I said uh, before, was the amount of possession that we had, uh, the early on kind of uh, pressure that we put on their defense, we just uh, we couldn't take our chances, and uh, you know the Rapids definitely took their chances mm-hmm. with the very few ones that they had. They had three, I believe, three shots, and they scored all three. And very much uh, when that happens, yeah, I mean, you also chalk it up to you know the uh, clinicalness of the other side. But right. uh, for us, I mean, you know. Is it the quality of chances possibly as well that uh, just wasn't there? I mean, uh, and definitely, you know, without Luis Araruju, you have a guy that uh, runs at defenses, unsettles them. Uh, It's missing from the side as well because Lennon and Wolf aren't exactly that type of player. And so, you know, uh, Lennon 
and also Wolf. They're not, you know, possibly feeding uh, Jose Martinez maybe the way that he also prefers. Um, and, you know, they're going to work some chemistry if they're going to continue to play together, of course. But mm-hmm. it is that. It's like, you know, Jose Martinez, the type of runs that he likes to make. Um, yeah, there is uh, what you aptly pointed out before the show uh, from Teoto Football, like uh, uh, this Twitter account. That pointed out that he's second to last, at least, I mean, very early days for sure, but in runs into the box so far. And so, you know, the the type of runs that Jose Martinez makes, though, usually it's that near post run, it's, um, you know, in behind, it's uh, maybe the early ball over the top, Mm -hmm. and you, you just don't really see him get fed really right now, and, you know. Possibly it's a little bit of maybe not trusting his knee fully or also, you know, the lack of service that's actually, you know, apparent. But, yeah, but what are your thoughts? Uh, well, you know, as we talked about last week, uh, Sporting KC outpossessed Sudley United technically. I mean, it, w- it wasn't like that the whole game, uh, but it certainly ended like that. And Elena scored at least two goals on the counter. Yeah. Um, I think also, you know, going, and I've said this before too, with uh, Pineda, of course, having that Seattle profile, Seattle's uh, typically over the years played a direct, you know, compact kind of style. Um, so it just may be one of those things where the team is more comfortable doing that and, um, you know, less comfortable when the opposition you know does that to them you know sits back plays directly i think that's stay compact i think that's what colorado did on saturday and you know that's probably uh was a great attributed a great deal of their success to that uh last season so um yeah i mean the thing you know the thing with joseph and uh the not making runs in the box i think i like those stats uh you know but i also like to I think that you know a good stat matches up with the eye test and to be honest I don't necessarily I think the eyes kind of confirm that right I mean we have been seeing him drop deeper more I think over the seasons uh over the past couple seasons and I mean certainly so far this season I mean you know last week we praised him for doing the playmaker thing but the thing about being a playmaker is that it puts the onus on other guys to to score um and so you know it's tough when you don't have a Luis Arujo for example like that's what makes Arujo so valuable is that he can uh contribute on the same level as Joseph and I think that that's uh an issue that we've had over the years it's like nobody else can really contribute on the same level as him and so it can't all you know we'll we'll keep having this discussion until it's not the case but it can't all be joseph right and uh you know to be fair to marcelino moreno when he came on he was more direct he is a guy that can put the ball in the back of the net as well as he showed last season so definitely there are some players that hopefully when they come back We'll have more weapons, uh, you know, kind of at the disposal, and it won't be as maybe dire as it was in this one, where, yeah, just chasing the the match, we we had to bring Caleb Wiley on, which yes, he scored. Maybe he's the hot hand in a sense, but uh, putting him on the wing, I mean, it is, yeah, I think yeah. it showed kind of like, yeah, you know, if you're chasing a game, you're not putting in a, a homegrown normally. 
It's uh, kind of the uh, what you have in the the, uh, the arsenal at this point, uh, you know, and you know that's kind of the, the case is that you don't really have uh, much off the bench, so it's kind of what you have to do. I mean, yes, maybe Jackson Conway could have come on, but uh, maybe that also speaks levels to uh, the confidence in him at the moment. Is, mm, uh, yeah, true. You know, uh, maybe he's not quite uh, at a like trusted level of you can bring him in uh, as that other guy because yeah, Dwyer also was brought on, but you know uh, the magic wasn't quite there for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's also you know energy levels, uh, home and away. It's it's definitely a different type of vibe, and the fans can definitely do uh, a number for. For the team so it is yeah. uh ultimately what it is uh i think this is a you know it's a it's a side that has very very large amount of players that are out and uh ultimately you kind of have to kind of look at it as it is the one worrying thing is miles robinson for me uh hopefully that's you know because there were some games with the u.s men's national team that yeah, it didn't look that that uh, that fantastic either. So hopefully it's not right. a, a trend. Hopefully it's just a, a bad patch of form, and hopefully right. he can uh, you know patch that up real quick. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, but he will miss the Charlotte FC match. I guess if there is a match to miss, that would be that. You know, <laughs> and uh, right. Hopefully there is no like accumulation uh, beyond that, and hopefully he gets that LGPness out of his system. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. You have any final thoughts on uh, on this Rabbits match? Um, a lot of unavailable players. Ultimately, um, I think that you know while uh, yeah, there are maybe uh, one or two things about the, uh, about the performance that's a little concerning. I think overall, yeah, it is mostly a wash. Um, you know, a bad day at the office for one or two players, especially in the back line. And um, yeah, we we'll just try to move on from this as quickly as possible. Right. So yeah, uh, you know, there will be the Charlotte FC match uh, on Sunday, and we'll have that preview for you later on in the show. But uh, getting into the news, and yes, we talked about it, uh, you know, slightly in this uh, review. But uh, yeah, that uh, LA United in consultation with the team cardiologist, that Ozzy Alonso was withheld from team activity. Apparently, that was Friday, and so uh, definitely for precautionary reasons, the club awaits additional test results, and that. Is so worrying. It is, uh, you know, for some players, kind of reasons why they've uh, had to not play for a certain amount of time. Say, like a, uh, you know, it's uh, Christian Eriksen. Yes, Spurs player, but uh, yeah, you never, you know, former Spurs player anyway. Um, you never want to see that. Of course, now he plays for Brentford. Of course. But it's definitely, yeah, he did pretty much not play for a period of time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know. and that's like the scary worst case scenario when, uh, you know, every, when these things come up, you know. So, um, you know, because we've seen it. I mean, we see it in every sport, you know. Like, I, I'm trying to think 
I feel like there's a couple basketball players, uh, notable basketball players that have had to miss time and, or even, you know, at least maybe even retire early. And, right. Um, I think a Brandon Roy, which, oh man, this is a deep cut, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. That's, we just showed our age, but yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Greg um, Odin, I think as well, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. He had a lot of uh, injuries in general, but maybe, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's scary, man. Uh, and so you know, I like I said before. I mean, the most important thing is um, he himself, the person, is okay. You know, at the end of the day, he's a, he has a family, he has a life outside of football, and so you know, if it comes down to him having to make it that decision, you know, I totally get it. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he can continue his career. I'm sure he wants to keep playing. Right. And so, yeah, no, it would be very unfortunate in a sense of like, because, uh, you know, last season, of course, uh, we had some uh, veteran presence in Licha Lopez and uh, we saw how that turned out. And so it would be very strange, like two years in a row where, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of unforeseen circumstances affect right. a veteran on the team. And uh, hopefully this is not the case. But moving on from that, uh, Lane United 2, they announced three official signings. Uh, the last preseason match was this past weekend as well. And so they're just getting ready for that season in 2022 in the USL Championship. But uh, yeah, Nelson Orji, and then Raymar Rodriguez Lopez, and also Nick Firmino were announced by the team so uh you know of course uh seeing a firmino in the uh you know uh <laughs> in a starting 11 a roster uh without really seeing the actual uh you know first name first uh, because like they kind of announced this like really briefly um mm-hmm. yeah it is definitely like oh firmino oh that's interesting because of course the famous liverpool player but uh, so, you know, kind of cool to see uh, some kind of familiar last names anyway uh, mm-hmm. at LA Night 2. But uh, anyway, that does it for the news. It's a very short uh, news section this uh, this week because there pretty much uh, wasn't really anything going on besides the match. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's a good and bad thing, I guess. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, for those that crave... You know the uh, the bits of news that that'd be me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was not a ton. So either way, that's it for that, and we get into our match preview. And so yes, and United they will take on Charlotte FC at 4:30 on Sunday at the Benz. And uh, yeah, you know it's a kind of a long-awaited rivalry match, at least for Charlotte FC fans. Uh, definitely, we've been seeing it in our mentions for a really, really long time. And, uh, <laughs> for for me, I'm just like, all right, cool. You know, it's this uh, it's this team that we can probably whip up on uh, because uh, honestly, their uh, their team is still a little incomplete. They uh, yeah, still figuring out some of the other pieces. The uh, the manager as well, Miguel Angel Ramirez, mm-hmm. pretty much says as much too. Like he is not confident in uh, 
you know, the level of talent in a squad at the moment. Uh, and, I mean, I think it's bold. Like, him being the youngest coach in MLS at the moment, uh, 37 years old, and, yeah, you know, pretty much speaking his mind is very fascinating. But I think what's mm -hmm. uh, even more fascinating was that our own very own Mark uh, here was able to make that first match, that inaugural match at the uh, the stadium for CLTFC. He's showing uh, on screen right now his media pass. So that was uh, that was cool. He got a little front row seat there, which is very dope. Uh, yeah, that was courtesy of uh, our friends at FTC UTD. Uh, mm -hmm. Check out that podcast if you haven't. But uh, but yeah, basically, uh, there is this. There is the potential names of all the rivalries and all that. Uh, maybe eventually mm -hmm. we'll have uh, a little bit of what they have in the Northwest. Of maybe we'll play for you know a certain little a, uh, cup. a little cup or something. <laughs> but because uh, of course. You know, we're the self-anointed kings of the South, at least when we play Orlando. Uh, you know, there is that. Like, we have basically uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, you know, let Orlando have it in, uh, mm -hmm. in that sense. But, uh, you know, of course, with Nashville coming in as well, uh, and now CLT FC, uh yeah, there's four of us in pretty close proximity, even though, yes, I know that Nashville FC, or Nashville SC, rather, is mm -hmm. in the West, uh, but it is... And uh, yeah, uh-huh. That's right, don't forget Miami. And Miami, of course. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, it might be kind of complicated because, yeah, Nashville is no longer in the same division, so there is a uh, kind of... How are we going to do this? But at the very least, uh, Darren Eels has uh, kind of softly dubbed it uh, that it could be maybe called the Royal Rumble, which I do love in a sense because, yeah. I mean, we had the conversation last week about the wrestling. I mean, yes. it's pretty poignant. Um, you know, I think North Carolina and the Carolinas are known for some uh, some wrestling as well. So, hey, I'm all for it. If we want to call it the Royal Rumble, let's go. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see just how good of a competition Charlotte will be because so far they have not scored a goal in either of their matches so far this season. But, uh, yeah, like, kind of, uh, you know, I don't know how much uh, you paid attention for their first match, but at least from the second match, and their inaugural match. What did you What did you scope from scouting the enemy? <laughs> um, I think they have. Uh, I think they actually have a decent amount of chemistry for a team that hasn't played yet. Um, I think you can see some of the principles in terms of like breaking out of the. Uh, sorry, building out of the back. Um, the press. Uh, it's not consistent yet but you can see like signs of it, uh, at least what they want to do. Um, yeah, and you know, the coach uh, is, I guess, has a little bit of that um, 
Van Hal kind of school of possession football. Um, you know, he kind of he kind of looks like Pep a little bit, so maybe it's a little bit of that too. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like the big thing I think though, I mean, it's un unfortunate. Unfortunately, I think you can see why the goals haven't come. Uh, it's because you know for all the uh, decent work that they do in the in the defensive third and the middle third, I, I don't think they have anybody really dangerous to get the ball up to. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, Charlotte fans were kind of explaining to me was the their their offseason has been a little bit tumultuous. Uh, they've attempted to sign multiple wingers, um, and I think they just completed one signing. Uh, there was a player who. Um, I think he actually got hurt the first time around. They tried to sign him, and then uh, there's another player that said they wanted to sign and had visa issues and so on. And and these are all wingers, and you know it's. I think uh, you can see that they're missing that type of that type of player, uh, that type of player that can put the put the defense on their heels. Uh, that type of player that commands more than one defender, uh, one more than one defender's attention. So uh, that's. Yeah, I think that's that's my takeaway of Charlotte. You know, decent so far, just a bit toothless. Yeah, and so definitely, uh, you know, I think like you're saying, um, it looks like in terms of you know the uh, the acquisitions that they brought in. I mean, you know, if you're having to play, unfortunately, uh, Jordy Reyna, you know, kind of as one of your forwards. Um, you know, no knock on him too hard. It's just that, yeah, you know that. That's probably not going to be uh, boating too well, unfortunately. He's kind of, uh, he was more of a backup with DC United in a sense. Uh, right. Although, I think he did score that, that crazy free kick against us that uh, caught Guzan off guard. So, hopefully, that doesn't happen again. Uh, you know, right. definitely get a man in front of that uh, free kick and block that as early as possible. Uh, don't fall asleep. But, right. um, but definitely, yeah, you know, in terms of the, uh, you know, I guess the, the DP that uh, they do have, uh, you know, Carol Switovritsky, uh is a guy that, uh, you know, he will be a guy that they will be kind of, um, you know, spearheading their attack where it basically, if they can get him service in that sense of like how we were talking about getting Jordan Martinez service, there is that, uh, so hopefully, um, you know, for their sake, they can at least see some goals go in the back of the nets uh, in at least uh, within five games. Uh, hopefully, not this next game, <laughs> right. but <laughs> hopefully, they uh, continue to get shut out and uh, you know they don't get any sort of kind of joy against us because yeah, there's been so much trash talk. Uh, there's been a lot of Actually, I mean, you are personal friends with a fan that has definitely switched sides. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if you can talk through maybe kind of what he's thinking, maybe in that sense of like, because I know there are some fans uh, that I've seen of Atlanta uh, United that have definitely uh, defected as well, which is uh, very fascinating. Well, uh, one thing that I've noticed is that Atlanta United, Atlanta United seem to have, uh, I think, captured a pretty big audience in a short space of time because it's not just Atlanta residents that uh, would call themselves Atlanta United fans, right? Like we've seen it in Nashville, 
Uh, I think there there are some fans in North Carolina and Charlotte who are um, Atlanta United fans. In fact, I one of the guys I went to the game with, um, he said that he uh, he attended MLS Cup at the Benz, and um, you know he considered himself an Atlanta United fan since then. Um, and so you know it's I think uh, I think he was hinting his allegiance. You know, you know if he was feeling the vibe, it could be up for grabs, but. It's uh yeah I mean I think that I think what you're seeing with that specifically is uh you know Atlanta was just a little bit ahead of uh of the other teams like we were just talking about in the southeast um you know and uh, so you know people in those in those states in those regions uh took to a team and now that there's a team that's a little bit closer to home uh I mean I don't think every single person switches to um, I think you know, Elaine <laughs> and I have retained most of them, but uh, yeah, I yeah. think you know, um, for people who you know are North Carolina through and through and root for Charlotte-based teams and so forth, I think it only makes sense to to root for Charlotte FC. Yeah, indeed, indeed, uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, there's some pretty high-profile uh, people that have. Uh, Switch sides to uh, maybe high profile in the, uh, I guess, more public sense. Uh, of course, uh, you know, some will remember, uh, you know, our friend Jessica Charman, who uh, used to be on the channel, and now she, yeah, all credit to her and uh, all congratulations to her. She is now uh, on the radio side for Charlotte FC. And of course, she was doing some Atlanta United 2 games. And so uh, that's definitely a glow up, and so big congrats to her. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely very, very interesting. And of course, yeah, you know, you of course have Anton Walks as well, who uh, you know forcibly, in a way, uh, he got drafted. Uh, you know, but uh, so mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely a lot of ties to Atlanta in that sense, and also, yeah, that's first match they had around 74,000 just a hair under 75,000 people there and yeah. uh, you know they break the record of ours at 72,000 I think 583 or something mm -hmm. uh, and so it's definitely like big congrats to them that's that's awesome that's growing the sport and you know definitely I it's the unfortunate part is like we we could do that. We could like maybe expand it in a sense where we uh, had like standing room only and maybe try to break the record. But I don't think it's something that like it's just basically you know we probably should not try to do that. At least not in the in the uh, near term <laughs> until like maybe things uh, you know let up a lot easier, a lot better. Uh, pandemic wise but uh, yeah. yeah you know because they just they have like 75,000 seats easily right. um, it's just a bigger stadium but um, but yeah, yeah. What, what was the vibe like like what were their fans like and uh, did you get the inclination that they were going to be coming down to the bends this past or this next weekend I think I'm expecting a number of fans to make that trip for sure. Um, I think they're like genuinely excited. Um, well, so I'll touch on that in a second about the upcoming matchup. But um, in terms of being in the stadium, it, it was 
it was very cool i have to admit um you know like it was electric it was rowdy um i was lucky enough to be in the supportive section uh you know with my friend um uh, right in the front row actually and uh yeah the view from there i mean oh that they were just so close you know it's uh it was it was quite something uh the supportive section yeah you know um making noise you know the whole game excited the whole game engaged the whole game um i think there's probably one or two uh logistical aspects of not just the game but the overall experience you know the march up to the game and so on it kind of funneled in you know to a tight spot at one point and so on so you know i think there's little things that they'll need to figure out but um overall yeah man i mean you know i i don't know if they plan on doing any more full stadium games uh from what i understand they're going to do something similar to what the benz does uh so it'll be the two bowl right right so um but yeah i mean like even just the lower bowl the lower two bowls like that's still a pretty good atmosphere for a game if they can sell most of those so um and you know kind of one of the points that i made on twitter uh that before the game is that uh just like five years ago when you know people tuned in to uh the atlanta united match and were like oh wow this is right here in atlanta you know and it's like it's a spectacle and you want to be a part of it and i'm sure that there are people uh in north carolina you know and around charlotte and in in other cities as well that thought i have to go down to charlotte and catch a game you know that was cool so um yeah, even though they've only they've taken two L's, I think uh, I, I have to say I've been impressed by the supporters so far, and their um, genuine, their overall just genuine enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in terms of uh, yeah, like the game with the uh, United, I mean, you know, they obviously Charlotte does has done a lot of things. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it copying the United. I think like a lot of things they've done is smart, mm-hmm. and in that sense, like they were good ideas by Atlanta United, you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, oh, we should probably do that too. Um, you know, so of course, like playing in the big stadium, um, you know, kind of going for that spectacle side of it, which is good. But the next step now is to actually invest in the team. So, and it's yeah. also that there's like people in the front office for uh, Charlotte FC that were in the front office for Atlanta United. Um, you know, there was a, in terms of like player personnel person in Bobby Belair, who, uh, yeah, is in the front office for Charlotte FC. So he saw firsthand, uh, you know, what was, uh, successful for Atlanta United. And, uh, yeah, of course you saw the, uh, the Panther with the scarf on it as well, made its rounds yeah. on, uh, Twitter at least. So there's definitely, uh, yeah, there's some inspiration, if you will, from any of that. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, as the saying goes, flat or, you know, uh, what is it? Oh, my God. Of course. I blank. Um, I blank. Yeah. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. There right, we go. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> so one more point on that too. Yeah, yeah. the tailgate spot uh, reminded me a lot of the of the Gulch and um, the team. I think has uh, actually like set aside a setup for the fans, and there's even a, a trailer and I think another spot where they can keep their 
uh, tailgate things in there, like grills and whatnot. And then, um, you know, come game day, you know, they have a couple hour window to set up their spots uh, and and so forth. But the team uh, has a big hand in helping with that. So I mean, I was I was impressed by that too. And to your point, uh, you got to imagine that. Uh, well, you would think anyway that some of that influence is directly from people who witnessed Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So yeah, definitely, it's uh, it's growing the sport in the South, and so it's. I think it's always a good thing, and uh, you know, hopefully there are. Um, you know, I think this one. Mm, I don't know if it's gonna like have levels of hatred like uh, Orlando City, but I think uh, it will at least be very interesting to uh, to see how it develops. Like Nashville, like uh, you had some kind of strange occurrences in that first match with them, of course, when they booed Jose Martinez and uh, you know he tore his ACL. So um, you know. There's going to be some things uh, that happen in this one, and we shall see. But, uh, yeah, getting into that, those predictions. So, yeah, into that starting 11 prediction. Uh, you know, it's another, even we're even more shorthanded somehow. <laughs> and, this should be uh, pretty easy to pick. <laughs> yeah, right? No, it's not. It's, uh, it's dripping with sarcasm, I think. Maybe, I don't know. Like, uh... Because, we have so few players available. Like, who do you choose? I think right. you, I think you're supposed to suit up, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean the I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much that. It's like who whomever is like a warm body and plays that position normally is probably gonna start. So yeah. <laughs> so we have uh, Guzan, of course, uh, and then uh, yeah. Would you have Lennon or Hernandez? Hernandez, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. Lennon's still here. getting his uh, his fitness, possibly, but also, I mean, he might be needed in another position, so yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with you, Hernandez, and then, uh, it's almost, yeah, it's gotta be, uh, it's even though he played a decent uh, defensive midfielder, but uh, yeah, George Campbell, Alan Franco, uh, you know, as that center back pairing. They haven't mm-hmm. played together just themselves, though, so that will be interesting. Uh, yes. Because Miles Robinson has always kind of been in that, uh, I believe, anyway. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, no, we usually played with the third center back with them, so, right. uh, you know, that will be interesting with that four-man back line. And then uh, Gutman mm-hmm. for me. Same thing for you? Same thing for me, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, yeah, into that midfield, uh, it's. I, I think it's you know we we don't have a defensive midfielder that's at least uh, available <laughs> because uh, you know you have Franco Abar, you have Santiago Sosa still getting their visa green card uh, action, and so uh, those are the other ones that can play that position, and so yeah, it's gonna have to be I think Amar uh, Sadich and Mateus Hosetu uh, both playing further back than they normally do. And, uh, you know, hopefully there is a little bit more steel to their game. Uh, same for you? Same for me, yeah. I think also um, it's, I think, the appropriate amount of aggressive uh, for a Charlotte team that has been struggling so far. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think if we had a, an available defensive midfielder, we would play them. Mm-hmm. But 
if there were a team to use this pairing against, uh, I would think it would be this game. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's not maybe the, the worst thing that, uh, that could have happened. But uh, getting into uh, the attacking midfielders, or uh, you know, also some wide forwards. But uh, who do you got? Yeah, so I think uh, I can see Dwyer coming in um, as uh, you know right-sided option. You know, he's going to cut in on his left foot. We've seen that already. Uh, Moreno, I think, will take up his uh, a natural central position and. Um, I think Wolf will continue starting, um, you know, until we get players back. I think it just makes you may as well keep playing him. Yeah, he's the most match fit. Uh, yeah, he did contribute uh, in the first match at the Benz, uh, I believe, to that first goal. So, you know, definitely right. hopefully more of that. So maybe he's more comfortable at home a little bit. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the home fans, the home cooking. And, um, I mean, he's he, he really sh- – he it wasn't the intention for him to be playing this much early yeah. in the season so i mean when you consider that he's doing an admirable job agree yeah there's a, you know he's a very young kid and he's a homegrown he's you know uh etc may have you uh he's not the most experienced guy so you know he's getting valuable experience right now in the seed of guys that are out so definitely yep yeah. uh wolf on the left for me again moreno also in the middle uh, I think uh, he's maybe built up a little bit of that match fitness, so uh, definitely I think deserves the start. He's a guy that can change the game for sure when he's in the match. And then for me, it's uh, Lennon persists as that right winger, uh, and it would just be kind of more hoping that he can give Jose Martinez, uh, who I think obviously is going to start up top uh, for both of us, uh, you know that service that yeah. is needed. And uh, hopefully, yeah, he can get some goals in this match so that he can, uh, you know, get his season rolling in the goal department. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below what that starting 11 should be. But getting into that, the score prediction, Mark, what do you got? I'm going to make a last-minute change because at uh, first I came out confident with the 3-1 considering how, you know, everything I, I've said about Charlotte. Um, and again, I want to stress, like, I don't think they've been bad considering that they are an expansion team. Uh, they've only had two real games together, but um, they they really don't pose... I, I can't see how the, they should pose us much of a threat now. However, I mean, with Miles Robinson missing... Uh, and then just in general, uh, you know, we are missing a bunch of players in our own right. But, you know, that attack, it's it's going to be tricky. I mean, hopefully Moreno can contribute. Uh, and whoever starts up there, whether it's Lennon, Dwyer, you know, whoever, we're going to need a performance from, uh, from somebody that we didn't necessarily expect it from, you know, before the season began. And that's just, it is what it is. I'm going to go with 2-1. I think this one is going to be a bit of a scrap. Um, I think that Charlotte may be um, successful in frustrating Atlanta, at least for parts of the game. Um, You know, I think that the way they want to play, it may actually match up well with Atlanta, or it could go horribly. But I think it may, uh, (laughs) I think that, I think they've also, you know, I think that they're learning. So, yeah. you know, the first game in DC, I think they were a bit unlucky, and then you know the game against El- in Galaxy, it was it was a tight affair until a wonder goal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this won't be a tight affair. I think Charlotte get their first goal, and I think it finishes two one to the the good guys, which is 
us, of course. <laughs> yeah, you haven't defected uh, just because you went to the match. And... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I, I see it. I mean, it definitely makes sense uh, to that degree of, like, yeah, they have been slightly unlucky. Um, now, I think I'm just more in the mode of I hope that, uh, yeah, we can keep them off of the... You know the score sheet for sure and so yeah mm -hmm. hopefully it's a 2-0 i think it's that anyway because it does i think uh kind of play into our hands of if they're trying to play out from the back uh now if we can you know press well i think it could be something that uh would unsettle them and give us chances and so hopefully uh you know moreno and joseph martinez can uh you know in that press uh, you know, with Lennon and Wolf, at least for me, uh, be able to fashion those chances that we need to put them away. So hopefully it's a 2-0 win for Atlanta United. Uh, we will find out, of course, uh, but let us know uh, in those comments below what you guys think. So that pretty much is the show, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who's the player that you think you have the most confidence in their position this season. So, you know, obviously there's like, you know, some uncertainty with a lot of players right now, but who are you most confident in to be able to play their position this season? Let us know in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.